I'm going to argue with Jason that there's no such thing as a double switcheroo. Eh, Frank's a loser. Lodero. So I officially hate like 94% of Atlanta fans. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. I lost to the freaking cat team. Just a whisker. A whisker of a loss. Was that a rational RSL take from Jason? <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm probably the most rational RSL fan. You just got lawyered by a non-lawyer, bro. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the 2018 MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast, our review of round 7 and preview of round 8. This episode is brought to you by Adidas Earth Day Kits, selling plain white and black kits for full price, which you'll love because they're made from trash? Uh, No, no, no. Uh, Actually, it's brought to you by MLSFantasyBoss.com and the fantastic subreddit community of r slash fantasy MLS. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLS Fantasy Boss, and tonight I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Denton, and our special guest, Tim Shaw from SoccerCaptains.com. How is everyone tonight? And Tim, how was your meeting last week? Hello there. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks again for having me on. Uh, meeting went great, and I actually just landed from Aruba. Had a nice little vacation down there. Um, cannot recommend it enough. Holy cow. Cheap. Aruba. So much fun. Oh. I have, yeah, that was really bad, too. I got the Beach Boys coming. There. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm all in. We gotta, we gotta come up with a uh, uh, some lyrics here for MLS fantasy. <laughs> that's, that's the challenge for next week. Uh, have an MLS fantasy song to the tune of the Beach Boys' "Kokomo." Atlanta, Virginia. <laughs> we'll record that. Paul Johnson, a clean sheet. Ooh, I hope you captain Maxi Morales. <laughs> oh, wow. If oh, you wow. did, Guys, forget the scheduling. We're just doing this for an hour. It's going to be gold. <laughs> oh, man, that's going to make it into the next intro, isn't it? <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that uh, you got back, Tim, and I'm glad that your meeting went well. We, we gave it a little shout out to you last week. We I you heard. Back. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. Of course. Well, let's talk round seven. Let's do some uh, review of how things went, uh, starting with your teams, Mike. Well, um, obviously, I made a lot of changes from the picks I had on the podcast. Um, I brought in Sean Johnson. Blaine eventually talked me into it, dropped David Villa, um, and went with uh, Callens instead, uh, and did pretty well, got 129 points. Um, the four New York City players obviously worked, Captain Morales. Uh, did well. Um, big disappointments was on forwards. I had ended up with Nico and Baji after Martinez had the injury um, to his arm midweek, and then obviously Villa didn't play. Um, and, you know, Baji got four, which was disappointing, but I mean, Nikolic did absolutely nothing with the two. Um, but other than that, I mean, 129, which was weak rank 370. Uh, I'm now at 117 uh, overall, which I can't remember if that's an increase or decrease from last week. Yeah. But, um, yeah, because there's no green arrows anymore. Um, and I'm up to 121-something, 0.7 or 0.8 uh, in team value. So can't r- really complain, although some people are at like 127 million, which is insane. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, a pretty good week, generally. Blowing all my head-to-head, so, yeah. Tim? Yeah, I, uh, I was right around there, too. I finished with 124. Uh, points on the week. Uh, obviously, a Maxi Morales captaincy was uh, pretty clutch there. Had four NYC players. 
had Bradley Wright Phillips put a goal in for me. Um, Miguel Almarone also got double digits for me. I was on I was on vacation, so I wasn't able to get out. Kai Kamara, you know, uh, Wi-Fi was a little spotty down there, but you know, not the worst thing in the world. I, you know, could have uh, bigger problems in my life than being down uh, down in the Caribbean. Um, had Sean <laughs> Davis and Tim Parker combined for eight points for me, which was a little disappointing, but uh, that Vargas free kick at Red Bull Arena was uh, there was no stopping it. So. <laughs> Nemanja Nikolic, big disappointment for me. Uh, Keegan Rosenberry also had two points for me. So, um, you know, struggled a little bit there. But overall, good week. And my team value is up to 125.8, which uh, gives me quite a bit of flexibility, needless to say. Mm-hmm. I also had a, a good week. I got 134 points. Week rank 159, overall rank 133. So getting closer where I'd like to be. Um my uh, my keeper with Sean Johnson worked out well. My auto roo did not, and so I turned that into a transfer roo, which did okay. I um I had Breck Shea, David Akam, and Tajori. Is that right, Mike? Yeah, close enough. Uh, Tajori on my bench, and of course I kept Tajori. He ended up winning twelve points for me. Uh, but David Akam's two and Breck Shea's one was not something I wanted to deal with. So I swapped out my Houston defender scrub for Ike Opara, who came back with six points. So pretty solid there. But I also had the Maxi Morales captain that really came through. Um, I've been kind of struggling with forwards most of this year, trying to really get the right ones to pop at the right time. I, I stuck with Martinez when I heard he was going to play, but did not really come through for me in the end. My team values 121 point something as well, just like Mike. Um, I was trying to get some points this round and not really think about value as much. So I had about as many rises as I did falls and it kind of balanced out near the end. Uh, I had a small gain overall, but um, yeah, pretty solid round. When my head to head as well, 134. Good week. The average score was uh, 65.5. Um, I don't know why the point five. Well, I know why the point five is here because, you know, hashtag math, but you can't get point five. So I just would have thought they would have rounded one way or the other. But no, uh, average score was 65 this week. So I figure if if you're sitting in uh, maybe, let's call it 90 or above, that's probably pretty good if you're hoping to, to finish in some of those top top ranks. Maybe, maybe a little bit higher than that. But I, I would say 90 is a pretty solid score this week. Oh. Yeah, and on the price rise, I thought this was interesting because this is the first double game week that we actually got to see uh, the price system work. And it's pretty clear – with double game weeks, I mean, with most of them, you usually have one good game and one bad game. Um, and with those bad games, you're going to end up losing value because of the way it works. I mean, like Jesus Medina lost value despite a great game against RSL. <clears throat> uh, I think that's probably something you're just going to have to deal with, at least in the first half of the season. I, I know like most people are like, I have too much money to do with anyway. So, um, you know, as long as you kind of use like auto ruse is like these players are definitely going to get a price jump um, yeah. to kind of balance it out. Um uh, because, I mean, I think obviously now we're in week, what, seven, eight? Um, yeah, uh, round eight. Uh, uh, round eight. So, yeah, it's time to do points. Um, but with double game weeks, you're probably going to lose some unless they just have two amazing matches. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about these games that, that happened. Uh, we did have our first taste of a double game week this time. Uh, New York City FC started things off with RSL and sandwiched it all together going away to Atlanta. Uh, their game against RSL, they coasted to an easy win over a struggling, struggling let me get that word out, uh, RSL team that is winless on the road still this season. Um, 
what I, I found interesting during this game was just the variety of names that, that were appearing on New York City FC's goal and assist list. Um, we did get we did get Medina, we did get Morales, but we had had others participating as well. And then Ring and Villa came in off the bench during this game. Of course, Ring started in that next game against Atlanta, so I think it's safe to say that he is back going uh, for the fantasy masses to be able to pick from. And in the next double game week, I think he's very tempting player. Via subbed in early uh, with the Tajori injury, right, Mike? That's right. And so uh, I, I feel like he's probably good to go fantasy wise going forward, but it was, he still did not start, but I think that's not going to be very uh, troublesome going forward. 25 shots though for New York City FC. So they're really getting that, uh, or 25, sorry, 25 shots total during this Atlanta New York City FC game. So both Atlanta and New York City FC are showing their offensive power, which just makes them potent fantasy picks going forward, uh, especially Garza getting in some of those goals. I still, He's still a great uh, value. I think he can still be called a value, but he's a low-cost player that if you need to have someone from Atlanta filling your ranks and you can't afford an Almiron or a Martinez or you just want more diversity, then he's a guy to definitely look at. Over on the single game week side, Philly, Orlando. Philly is still, it's ridiculous. They're generating chances, but they're just not converting them. I think they had something like 12 or 15 shots themselves. Um, it just just was not falling for them. For me, this means even more so. If you're looking at Philly players, I wouldn't go more than one player from their offensive side. It's probably Sapong if you're going to go that way uh, until they really get their form to change more in their favor. Orlando, on the other hand, they're putting goals in on the away side and on the home side. And under the right conditions, I think they're definitely worth investing in at home and maybe even on the road against some of those weaker home defensive teams. So going two or maybe even three players with Orlando was looking better at this point in the season than it did a few weeks ago. Vancouver LAFC, you know, without Kamara in the lineup, uh, Vancouver just looks totally lost in what they hope to do with with their their style of play. And I don't think it's worth trying to find a spot in your lineup when Kamara is not available. Just forget about Vancouver at this point without Kamara. They were... Totally lost, uh, but nothing new from LAFC. We saw them take advantage of, of that confusion right there with Rossi and Vela. Though I do, I wish they both weren't forwards. I wish Rossi was categorized as a midfielder just so I could put them both on my team and and still want to have another big name forward. It's just, that's just me being selfish though. Hmm. Uh, Tim's Red Bulls getting to Montreal and they brought that CCL form back to MLS and Montreal was the one who had to bear the brunt of that assault. And they lost three to one. Uh, that nice little goal, Tim already pointed out from Vargas, uh, can't really seem to happen consistently enough for Montreal. So I don't know what I think about them um, at this time offensively. But the Red Bulls in this form, then those are guys that you have to start putting back into your fantasy conversation now that they're back 100% for MLS, especially this round going forward, which I know Tim will talk about in just a few minutes. Yeah, Colorado, sure. Toronto. I mean, we figured this was going to happen. Mike mentioned it last week. Heavy rotation from Toronto. I mean, they're the best team ever in Major League Soccer, so they can do whatever they want to really at this point. Colorado had the win. They did what needed to be done. Nothing special here. Gashi did come back, so keep an eye on him. It was just the last 20 minutes. He could start splitting some time with some of those forwards and midfielders. So uh, Colorado's still a good budget option, but see how he starts to impact some of the point scoring right there. Chicago. Nope. Uh, LA Galaxy, Zlatan did it again. 
another another game winner, and he went the full 90. And I think if he is starting for LA Galaxy, which he should, uh, that he is going to be the pick I tend to lean towards over Ola Kamara, though Ola Kamara did kind of get a goal in this game that got called back from offsides. So those two guys could be a very potent combination going forward, or even double up if you got a, a good defensive match for them. DC Columbus, uh, DC's on a bye this round, but just remember after that, they're on a three-month road trip. So I don't think they're going to be very valuable to the fantasy managers. Probably going to see them drop in value and uh, in point production. So That's keep insane, away from by the way. Just I know, right? That's insane. Three three <laughs> months on the road. They couldn't uh, get a game at Nationals Park? Christ. <laughs> I think Toronto's like, yeah, this is what it's like. We 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 know what it is, so stop stop crying about it. Because uh, they had what three years starting out a whole bunch of like eight games on the road, two years in a row starting like that. Yeah, something, yeah. yeah something like that. It was it was rough times for them. Uh, speaking of rough times, though, rough times for Columbus. Even though they got twenty four shots off in this game against DC, they just couldn't make it connect. Similar to Philly, until those uh, conversions start happening for them, not really looking at Columbus attackers to be uh, plentiful. Maybe just Higuain or or Zardes, depending on who I would feel is the better option at the time, but only one player until I can see personally till their form starts to return. Uh, uh, Reed, before we move on, uh, yeah. I think you missed the most important thing. Uh, there's a reason DC won this game. They started Patrick Mullins. Start Patrick <laughs> Mullins, boom, instant <laughs> offense, they get a goal. I mean, of course. I, the of soccer course. gods smiled. I mean, like, what, what more do you need? Ben Olsen, start him every game. How could I forget? How could I forget the great Patrick Mullins? Uh, I don't New know. New England, Dallas. Your apologies, uh, welcome. The great Diaz did not start for Dallas this time, and it seemed to work for them. They got a, they got that one goal, but um, 21 shots for New England, so I still think they are good fantasy sub-options, especially if you need to have some value. Dallas, the goal could help them get some of that form back, so maybe you start to trust some of those guys, but I'd still be wary until we see some more consistent production, especially seeing Diaz get more involved. Portland, Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota can't defend, so there we go for that. And Valeri has now scored a goal in his last three games in a row and assisted in his last two. Perhaps this is a return to 2018 form. Looks very tempting with another home game this round. So, so I watched this game, and it was hilarious because there was a lot of breakaways that Portland got, and Valeri spent on most of those breakaways like frantically waving his arms at Sebastian Blanco to pass him because he was <laughs> wide open, and he, he didn't get it except for like the one time that he scored. Um, but yeah, neither of these defenses are good. That's the nope. takeaway you should have. Yes. They're, they're, very, they're very bad. Um, Darwin Quintero, um, pretty good at least against the Portland defense. Um uh, Minnesota's on the road again this round, um, but definitely someone to to keep in mind. Yeah, he does had a really good showing there. Uh, San Jose, Houston, nothing really from this game. Um, San Jose is still just like throw a dartboard at their team to figure out who's going to score, who's going to assist, and uh, the regular player. Especially with Wando on the bench. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a weird one. it's just crazy time in Houston. I really don't know. It's great. Like I like that they're scoring. Erickson's getting some goals. I mean, people are getting involved. They're generating some points, but I really want that consistency because, like, at least with Houston, you're like, yeah, Elise, um, Manotas, uh, people like that. Every week, you're thinking these are the main go-to guys. Maybe they come up with a goose egg once or twice in a row, but these are still the guys who are getting the looks, getting the chances. I don't know who that is for San Jose. I mean, Vaco is kind of the only one we're really talking about consistently, but it's like anybody can score, which. I don't know. Great for a team, bad for fantasy. 
Yeah. Uh, finally, Sporting Kansas City, Seattle. Uh, the Sporting Kansas City ugly defense reared its head again and allowed Seattle to get its first two goals of the season. Uh, but Zussi also got himself a goal, so he continues to be the standout option on the Sporting Kansas City defense. And his value is now $8.5 million, which is absolutely ridiculous for a defender. Um, and uh, since... Mike got to give a shout out to his favorite Patrick Mullins. I'm going to give a shout out to Will Bruin because he's the man. And oh yeah, also <laughs> let Daryl and roll down. They're good too. And that's it. Vince got his red card, so Mike was uh, was uh, confirmed on that suspicion. Late reporting as it was, but that's my take on some of the fantasy standouts for me from this past week, guys. Anything I missed? Anything I got wrong? Anything you want to add? Just a big shout out to Kaku for a beaut with his first yeah. goal of the first MLS goal of the season. That's right. He finally got that together, making me consider him for this round, even though he's already burned me a few times already. So I look forward to hearing you <laughs> give us your breakdown. Have you have you met Kaku yet to like get on a first name basis or like a secret handshake or like you do with with Brad? Oh, Alejandro, yeah, me, me and me and <laughs> we're boys. <laughs> he gave me a ride home from the airport today. Where are you talking? About? <laughs> Great. That's what was going on. All right. Well, that was round seven. Uh, now we're going to start talking about round eight because that's what we're all focused on. Uh, first, some housekeeping. As we already mentioned, DC United is on a bye this week. And as they're saying, bye bye to their stadium in general. So, three months on the road, starting on the bye this week. Uh, great players if you're looking for your switcheroo and otteroo options because they're cheap and not going to play. Nobody on double game week, uh, but do keep in mind Toronto is playing their CCL game tomorrow. That's Tuesday the 17th. Uh, that is a home game, and uh, the next game is supposed to be on the 21st, I believe, and we'll see if that happens. Uh, but uh, there is CCL action for Toronto this week as well. Uh, the first game is on Friday. That is the 20th at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. And that's uh, Sporting Kansas City, Vancouver, I believe. So make sure you have all of your rosters and captains set, or at least your initial roster and captains set by 9 o'clock. Patreon, th thank you so much, everyone, who has uh, donated and continues to participate in, in the leagues and everything. Um, I have some extra time on my hands the next couple of days, so in the evenings, and so I am going to try to set the schedule for when our hangouts are going to come along. Mike and I are hoping to do something special for May the 4th for our Patreon members, but we're going to get you guys involved, get you into the uh, the rotation for guest hosting, and uh, get you that swag start to come out So as soon as I get everything. And I got to get the the funds built up, which I thank you so much, everyone who, who donates. You're, you're helping get the stickers. You're helping get the mugs. You're helping get the scarves. And I have to build up a little bit of a nest egg first so I can pay the shipping costs and some of these payments to get that stuff all produced and sent out. Uh, but we're going to be having the, the MLS gift cards as well. And it's because of your contributions that you can help us make this product and make that happen. If you're interested in becoming a part of that, a part of this community, head over to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash M-L-S-F-I and check out some of the cool offerings that we offer to our supporters. And with that, Mike, the injury news. Uh, well, before I get into the injury news, I wanted to let people know um, uh, we've talked a lot about the show league. It's a homebrew league that we're uh, in. Um, the guy who runs that, uh, his name is Sean, and um, he's worked with me and, and done some fantastic work uh, creating a scraper for the MLS Injury News account where he now takes all of the tweets and sorts them into a Google Doc that you can just like 
pull up and bring up. So if you're interested in that, because I think it refreshes every 15 minutes uh, or so, uh, contact him uh, at MLS Show League, uh, and he'll get you set up. Uh, he wanted me to, to pass that on to y'all. Uh, now to the actual injury news. Um, the biggest one is uh, Kai Kamara. Um, he had, was a late undisclosed injury with um, uh, a doctor strained. He is supposedly out until uh, May the 11th um, at the earliest. So uh, Reed mentioned earlier, Vancouver's uh, not worth looking at. Um, so that's going to be for like a month uh, that they're not worth looking at. <laughs> um, let's see, Tajuri, uh, we talked about it earlier. He looked like he had a hamstring issue. Uh, no update from uh, New York City as to a timetable. Uh, Ariola got a red card uh, after a video review. Um, he'll be suspended for next week's match. Uh, for Montreal, Fanny uh, was substituted off early due to um, some sort of leg issue. Um, for Houston, uh, Senderos has still been struggling with um, that hamstring issue. Uh, Demarcus Beasley should be back after his red card suspension uh, this week. Um, and let's see, Jack Elliott um, had to be subbed off early. Uh, I'm not sure what his injury was, but uh, it had, he had to be subbed off early in a night, which was not very good for Philadelphia anyway. Uh, on the other side of that match, R.J. Allen uh, looked like he had a hamstring issue uh, pretty early as well, so he was subbed off. And um, some people asked me about uh, Tito Villalba, which, is, by the way, he, his first name is Tito, and Atlanta calls him by Tito. So if you're wondering who Tito injury is, that's who they're talking about, which is really confusing with the coach, Martino. Um, he uh, was a game-time decision, but obviously he didn't make the 18. So uh, we'll see if he's able to make the trip to uh, Los Angeles. But um, that's, I think, oh, um, Harry Ship got injured uh, last week with an ankle injury. He's going to be out um, for a few weeks. And then I think that's pretty much it. Just kind of looking through anything last week that's big. Nope. Uh, that's pretty much all the news that we have, um, except for, uh, I don't know if this isn't quite injury, and I'll talk about it a little bit later, but Toronto has pretty much promised that any players that are in their starting 11 or 18 are not going to Houston for the match. Uh, they're pretty much sending their USL side to Houston. Um, so if you're expecting anyone like Michael Bradley, G. Vinco, or Josie Altidore, which, by the way, Josie Altador did have a foot injury in the CCL game. I forgot to mention that, but he's not going to play regardless in the uh, MLS game. So, uh, yeah, anyone who's good for TSC is probably just going to um, fly straight from Toronto um, in the middle in the midweek game to uh, Mexico. They will not go to Houston. So that's it. That is a uh, great information to have because uh, that really makes those Houston players pretty attractive. I think we'll cover that for sure. Uh, but we got a couple of Reddit questions before we get to these round eight uh, breakdowns that Mike and Tim are going to have for us, uh, the dueling New York fans giving us the, the breakdowns tonight. Uh, this first one comes from Seb Hudson, O2, from Reddit. Uh, who do you guys think are the best value midfielders, 8.5 and below? Um, I'm going to throw out two right now and then let you guys do a one or two yourself or however many you want to. Um, I, as I mentioned earlier, I think New England still has some good value. And uh, Sahibo, I think, is a good one to look at. 45 points right now, 8.7. So he's a little bit above your 8.5 mark, but you might be able to squeeze those extra point two out um, right there. Uh, someone who is a little bit lower, uh, you've got Jay Price over at uh, Colorado. He's been playing sort of in the middle in that formation that they have. He's got 30 points, 
uh, especially this round with Toronto potentially bringing out the USL side, that might be an option for you. Uh, what about you guys? Who would you add to that list? I'm a big Ja'Cory Hayes guy. I mean, he's just been fantastic for Dallas. Um, Red Bulls, Florian Velo. He's right now he's six million, um, and he's been playing great uh, in the eleven. You know, he, he might have actually edged out Riza for the for that uh, final spot in the midfield. Um, and uh, is Jimmy Madranda back, guys? I think he might be. <laughs> no, he's had a pretty productive uh, last three rounds here. He's uh, got nineteen points over the last three rounds, and he's home against Vancouver. So maybe uh, maybe we throw him in on a Friday night picture. <laughs> yeah. Mike? Um, I mean, to fudge a little bit, at 8.6, you have Angel Herrera. Um, still pretty good, consistent value. Um, kind of some other players. Uh, I think like Teal Bunbury for New York. Uh, not New York. Uh, New England Revolution. Uh, he, he's been pretty good. You know, is his cheap option. Uh, really good uh, switcheroo. Um, you, you mentioned Price and Hayes. Uh, I think those are definitely some... Uh, some people you want to consider, maybe someone to keep an eye on, uh, Christian Roldan. We talked about it earlier with the goal. Um, I, I could see um, him kind of coming in prominence as well as someone else from Seattle, which is Ozzy Alonzo, who's come back from injury. Uh, once Ozzy Alonzo came back, it was very different Seattle team, had a lot more intensity in fight. Um, so I could definitely see uh, him being a bigger part uh, of the picture and maybe getting at least some good consistent points. Um, I mean, the, the trick part about this question is that if, but the way the price system is now, if they're getting really good points, they're not going to be at eight point under eight point five <laughs> yeah. much longer, you know. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, th those are some players I, I think to, to to really look at. Yeah, three more right on the bubble. You might look at. Uh, you've got Martinez over at Houston, who who is very capable of getting involved in the action and the assist. Uh, Roldan could be coming on a little bit for for Seattle. Uh, eight point three, both of those guys, and then uh, Tider over at Montreal is eight point one, and he's going to be back off of his red card uh, this round. He was off last week, right, Mike? Yes. So he paired with Piotti, which we did not have this last round. Could start doing better. Um, We'll, we'll see. Things are a little weird in Montreal. It's kind of hard to pin them down right now, but they've got the pieces for some good attack uh, in under the right situation. So maybe wait for a home game with that, uh, which um, which they have, but uh, and it's against LAFC, so we'll see how they do. They've got some success on the road since that's all they've played. Uh, but yeah, thanks <laughs> for the question. That's uh, I think that's good. That There have been some really great guys in the 8.5, but exactly like Mike says, uh, those guys have risen very quickly <laughs> to to jump up. So maybe we should start considering our value players like nine point five. I don't know with with the the budgets that we have this round. Uh, moving on, speaking of uh, budgets and player value, Overscore has asked us. We're starting to see defenders and goalkeepers reaching absolutely ridiculous points. Uh, Zusi with eight point five, for example. Does this encourage us? to prioritize budget defenders so you can afford stronger attackers? Or do you think the defenders are worth the hefty price tag? Tim, start us off with this one. So I've actually taken a bit of a different approach here. Um, one thing I've done is that I've actually stuck with defenders over multiple weeks. And not to say that it's the same guy. It's more the higher price defenders. I'll usually stick with them. And as long as I can almost guarantee that they're going to have a price increase, I don't really have to worry about having to pay up for them in the future because the amount of money I spent on them this week 
will then go up and I'll be able to allocate that same exact money to it next week. This, this is the, the money guy talking to us right now. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I've, I've kind of taken that approach here. Um, you know, at a minimum, if I do go for a budget guy, at least from the defender spot, I don't want to lose out on any potential future pickups. So I get a guy that's almost guaranteed to have a price increase. I will go for matchups more so for my midfielders and forwards, you know, guys who may not go up, but I think are going to have a big match, but I do tend to limit my player pool a bit on the defensive, on the defensive side. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's, that's real good. Yeah. And just to add on that, I think the defenders, those are some of the easiest ones to predict. Um, because you, you, they're so cheap or some of the budget defenders, you know, like if they had like one great round and they score a goal, like they're getting a price rise no matter what. I mean, we saw that with like Abu Bakar when he got like one point and was on for like 40 minutes and still <laughs> yep. got a 500,000 uh, price range. Um, now, I mean, to, to answer towards this question, I mean, I found this week at least like I had enough money for Graham Zussi and all those, like I have like my, my, um, Defenders right now are 5.5, 6.6, 7.1, and 8.5. Um, so I've been able to afford the attackers I want and the defenders I want. But, um, you know, that's pretty much just because I think Sporting Kids City is a great matchup. Uh, I think in general, I think you're going to want to st- still try to get the budget defenders. One, because you don't have the risk of the price drop. And two, um, you know, that way you can really pour some money. But, I mean, right now I have so much money, like, I picked like the first players that I wanted, and I have three point three in the bag. I mean, so you can kind of do what you want this week. I feel. There we go. No, I'm in, I'm inclined to agree. I with with Mike. I think you've got a lot of value there that people are generating to play with, and so the the points aren't that big of a deal. I like Tim's very practical approach. Like I made the money back, so that's not really there's no real loss or gain there as long as I'm spending the same prices. But. Uh, uh, I think the the kind of the quick and dirty way, if you're thinking to yourself right now, well, Reed, Tim, Mike, how do I know which players are going to rise? The the kind of quick hand that I've been using, and Mike can confirm with this, look at the last three results, last three games for their scores. Uh, If they've got a pretty decent average from that, a couple of clean sheets, maybe not a one in between there, you're probably looking at a good chance of a three to five hundred thousand value there. So um, it's been a bit more about that three round average. Would you say Mike? Yeah, that's what it seems. I mean, like we know three round average matters. We know five round average matters. So if you kind of look and you see like, Oh, there's a, if they were really good week one and they're like, for instance, like Columbus, um, they had really good results in the beginning and they've kind of dropped off. They're probably due for price decreases. Um, you know, for on the other side, someone like for instance, a Diego Valeri, uh, who's had bad results in the beginning, but is now having good results, you know, three games and a goal to goal, he's more likely increases because the bad scores are going to drop off. So um, it's a part like looking at what scores are about to drop off and whether or not the scores that they're likely to get in the next round is going to um, replace that much or even go above. If it's going to go replace or above, probably a price um, stay the same or increase. Um, if it's going to go down, then obviously prices go down too. And I just want to add one other thing. If you uh, if you make your way over to the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord, the new Discord server, some of the guys on there do a little bit more statistical analysis and will usually post their findings as well. So make sure you check that out too. There we go. Lots of fun times happening all over the internet for all yeah, of is, is, is it Dunnyone who has the um the plot graph of like with the, where their average is and their price? 
Um, cause I know he's basically said if they're below or above that line, that's a good way to tell, mm-hmm. um, who's, who's, I, I, I think it was Dunny run. I, I may, I may be wrong. I'll, I'll find that for y'all and, and tweet that out, uh, after the podcast. We'll get to add in there. Uh, well, thank you so much guys for answering those questions. Thanks everyone for submitting the questions. I know I posted the link a little bit late. Apologies for that. Didn't post it last week. And Mike did later on because we were focusing on double game week. Just forgot this week. I got a little busy and just forgot about that. So sorry, but thank you for the questions. And now let's get on to these game by game previews for round eight. Mike kick us off with sporting Kansas city versus Vancouver. Well, we talked earlier. Kai Kamara is out until uh, May 11th. Uh, Vancouver on the road has been pretty good, but I don't know where their offense comes from outside of Alfonso Davies passing to absolutely no one. Um, I, I watched the game against LAFC. They, they did not look good. Um, with sporting, while Sporting Kansas City has had their problems, they've been generally okay against bad defense or bad offenses, uh, as we saw uh, against LA uh, Galaxy without Slaton and then a DC United. Uh, they're at home at this one. Uh, I, I think there's a good clean sheet possibility. Uh, for this one, uh, we know Vancouver is going to sit back. Uh, I'm sure Vancouver is going to try for a nil-nil draw. Uh, we don't know the status of Felipe Gutierrez yet. Um, I, I imagine he may be close to playing in this one, but I think your value here is on the defensive side. Uh, we, we've seen what Graham Zusi has done uh, all year, and with him keep continuing to score goals, um, I, I think he's pretty good to not have a, a price decrease. Um and, you know, Ike Parra is another one. Tim Melia, with all the bad outings they've had, he's actually cheaper in price. So that's where I would go. I, I'm thinking this is probably like a one nothing Sporting Kansas City win. Uh, I don't think you want anything for Vancouver. I think it's the Sporting Kansas City uh, defenders. Um, yeah, so just for an instance, we were talking about price decreases for Graham Zuzi. His last five are 10, 4, 7, 10, and 11. So because his last two are 10 and 11, um, I mean, the, a seven is going to drop off, so he may lose some average uh, and a 10 drop off. So maybe he's a little bit of a risk, but I think there's a good chance for a clean sheet. So if you get Graham Zuzzi, you know, you're, there's a high risk of a price uh, decrease. Right. Tim, Montreal versus LAFC. So I think we're starting to approach the point where Carlos Vela is pretty much a solid pick. No matter, <laughs> no matter whether he's at home, he's on the road. He's, he's like Javinko two years ago, right? He's he's absolutely. We haven't healthy. seen him on the at home yet. That's the yeah, crazy thing. I know. Like he's just he's running around teams like like a madman. So, I mean, he's a good pick for your switcheroo this week. You know, he's in the early early Saturday fixture. Throw him in your lineup. Um, you know, Urania and Rossi are, are great forwards, but Christ, like from a fantasy standpoint, you, he, neither of them can hold a candle to Vela. So he's who I've got from a fantasy standpoint. Um, you know, it's a little tougher from the from the man uh, from the Vancouver Montreal side. Uh, they've got yeah, I was gonna say Vancouver for some reason. What the hell is that? <laughs> Vancouver. Also, Vancouver. It's like just a bad like, movie, yeah. you know. <laughs> like Mancosu, uh, I was looking at his name. Like, gosh, just everybody's so banged up up in Montreal. So, um, you know, maybe you throw Cabrera out there and just hope that he gets a bunch of bonus points. He is kind of a bonus point machine this year, but he's really the only guy I'm looking at from the Montreal side just because Vela's almost guaranteed to either create a goal or score one himself. And for my score prediction, I'm thinking two to one. LAFC takes one on the road north of the border. AFC, all right. Mike, Houston versus Toronto. We've been teasing this one. 
Yeah, um, if TFC does what we're expecting them to do, and I have no reason to doubt them, we saw them play uh, very much a B team this week in Colorado. I'm expecting them to do the same in Houston. We know how good Houston is on the road. TFC doesn't care. I think your first question this week is which four uh, Houston players you have. Um, I mean, if if they're going to be that bad, I, I don't know. Any MLS team, especially like a good home MLS team against the USL team, you, you have to at least look at them uh, to beginning. Uh, I think Albert Lees is a must-have this week. I think he's your captain. Um, I think Minotas is is another um, good opportunity. I think Martinez is a must-have. Um, Houston also is, I think, the third game uh, that kicks off this week. Um, I think it's close to the fourth game, so... Um, Definitely something to consider uh, as a keeperu with uh, with sights, um, because I don't know what kind of offensive ability a Toronto have. I mean, just as a warning on that, uh, Houston's defense has been kind of slow, and what we saw from Toronto last week, even though they didn't score any goals, which they did put up a lot of shots. Tim Howard uh, was pretty busy last week, so uh, clean sheet isn't guaranteed. I, I think your better value is on the offensive end, but I still think you can get some uh, Houston coverage um, for the on the cheap. Uh, in like Kipruz and Otteruz. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is probably like a 3 nothing, uh Houston win. Uh, I think this is definitely one of those games you really have to start with in forming your lineup this week. All right, Tim, your New York Red Bulls versus Chicago. This is exciting stuff, man. We're finally seeing the top 11 players on the Red Bulls playing in MLS action. I mean, it's been all CCL so far this year up until this past weekend. And we saw finally what that kind of uh, lineup can do. So I'm a big Bradley Red Phillips guy this week. I'm a big Kaku guy this week. Um, And on the backside, I think Kamar Lawrence will probably put up some big points. You know, you can always throw Luis Robles in there. I mean, really any backline player for the Red Bull should be pretty successful this week. Aaron Long and Tim Parker have done an okay job at picking up uh, bonus points, but the Red Bulls, cause so many turnovers in the midfield that they don't really get as many CBI points as some of the other squads uh, in the MLS do. So uh, I'm anticipating a big three, nothing win, maybe a brace for Bradley or Brad, sorry. Uh, Maybe a brace for Alejandro. Uh, That's Kaku for uh, guys who don't know him personally. So um, yeah, I'm feeling a big win this week in my lineup. And, you know, we'll get into this a little bit later, but I've got, Robles, Lawrence, Kaku, and Wright Phillips, all four in my starting lineup. And uh, Lawrence is a great value at 4.8. Exactly, exactly. And he's going to be bombing up the field and trying to cross balls in. So he'll uh, he'll definitely have some opportunities for an assist or maybe even a goal. I mean, you usually see him flying in for a header or two at the far post on a uh, cross from Tyler Adams on the right side. Yeah, I'm definitely loving the offensive defenders more this season than I have in the past. So it's been... It's been great production of them. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Columbus versus new England. Columbus has hit a bit of a skid recently, but um, the underlying numbers suggest that they're generally okay. Uh, They're still getting a lot of shots. Um, They just haven't been able to put it uh, in the back of the net. Um, So I think they're, they're okay Um, for this week. uh, New England's been better, uh, but obviously as we saw last week, they're still not, you know, an elite team where you're super scared uh, of on the road. Um, so I think this is a decent one uh, for Columbus attackers. You know, um, 
with, with the, the glut of other attacking options and defensive options, I don't think there's a whole lot here. Like we said, they've ha- they've been on a slide, so they're more likely to have price decreases because they're losing the first few games of the season where they were so good. Um, so in general, I mean, I'm personally staying away from Columbus, but I wouldn't blame you if you went for a, a Zardes or a Higuain this week. Um, personally, I think there are better options, but if you wanted to go a little bit differential or um, Otteru, uh, I think there's definitely some uh, potential there. So I, I'm going to say 2-1 Columbus. Um, this is an interesting matchup because these teams are very much kind of fighting for the last few playoff spots in the East. So um, this might be a big one come November. All right, Tim, Orlando versus San Jose. Yeah, San Jose has that brutal trip once again across the country to uh, face an Eastern Conference team. And Orlando have been scoring like madmen this season. I mean, it's nine goals in their last three games after being shut up by NYCFC. So, you know, our buddy Derek will be very happy to hear me say <laughs> I'm a big Orlando guy this week. I think Dom Dwyer, Sacha question should – at least be strongly considered for your lineups. Uh, maybe Yoshi Otun in the midfield as well. Maybe El Munir in the back line. You know, I'm just I'm I'm almost as all in on Orlando this week as I am with the New York Red Bulls. So there's a lot of good options this week though between you know Houston facing a a Toronto a, a basically calling guys up off the uh, off the streets um, and and the Red Bulls like it's it's between those three teams for me pretty much. And uh, for score score prediction, I, I another three nothing win, man. Like it's going to be all three nothing this week. Uh, oh my god! Except for you know that Montreal LAFC, but yeah, they're going to smoke them. <laughs> Mike Dallas versus Philly. Uh, Philly keeps running out one of the youngest back lines, and, and as we saw this past week, it, it just hasn't been working for them. Uh, it may work out for them long term. You know, it's good to get the kids the experience, but. Um, uh, I think on the road, uh, I think Dallas has shown enough uh, where there's some good opportunities. Um, obviously, Coleman is just doing Coleman things and getting opportunities and then uh, blowing them. But uh, I think for Mauro Diaz, who I'm, I'm pretty sure just didn't play this past week because it's on the terrible turf in New England, and I don't think he's ever really played on turf. Uh, I'm, I think he'll be good to go, and uh, I think he's a real contender for this week because, I mean, that back line is bad, and they seem to – you know, be missing runs and not being able to cut out through balls. And I don't know if you've ever watched Mar Diaz, but he does just through ball things better than anyone else in the league. So I think you can have a big week. Uh, I think this is two nothing uh, to Dallas. Uh, I'm not really impressed with uh, Philadelphia. Uh, any longtime listeners of the podcast know that I've never been high on David Akam. And to me, he's just proving uh, me right every week. Um, I don't think he, he has anything to really add to the Philly attack. So I, I don't think they can get it done uh, in Texas this week. So yeah, uh, two or three, nothing to Dallas. All right, Tim, Real Salt Lake versus Colorado. <clears throat> Well, I hate to do this to our good buddy Jay, but uh, <laughs> uh, no, it's not that bad, right? I mean, Real Salt Lake, other than that, you know, aberration of, of an LAFC game, it hasn't been too bad for them. I mean, they beat the Red Bulls at home. They beat a pretty tough Vancouver team at home. But, you know, that's spaced between blowouts at Toronto and at New York City. So it's kind of tough to see where Mike Petke's boys stand at this point. Now, Colorado, on the road, they have been okay. I mean, they lost in New England. They drew at Dallas, and, you know, they they won two and drawn one at home. So 
it's kind of tough to uh, you know see where this team stands and and how they would travel to Real Salt Lake and do so. I'm not big f- from a fantasy standpoint. I mean, Rusnak has been a pretty big disappointment the last three rounds. Um, you know, Savariano and Plata are pretty good options, but I think there are better options elsewhere for Real Salt Lake, or not for Real Salt Lake, but for MLS fantasy teams. Um, I'm not. I mean, Dom Baji has been phenomenal for from a fantasy standpoint, and Tim Howard's been putting up points. But I personally will not be having any of those players on my team this round. Um, and a score prediction: I think a one-one draw at home. I think Mike Petke, uh, Mike Petke's boys give up a, a goal late to Baji, and it's going to be heart wrenching for our good friend Jay. Oh, too bad, too bad. Mike, LA Galaxy versus Atlanta. Well, I mean, now that Zlatan uh, is starting regularly and, and hopefully we'll kind of see some solidifying of the L.A. Uh, lineup. Uh, but this will be interesting because we know how good Atlanta has been, um, except the question has been on the road. Uh, they haven't been able to take the high-flying offense that they had, which, by the way, we, we didn't get into a whole lot. The game against New York City was amazing. It's one of the best games. If you didn't watch it, if you were like on a beach on Aruba, it, it's it's worth the two hours. It, it's the best incredible game and, and let me tell you you know even as new york forth, city back and forth, back and, forth and, and as a new york city fan it pays me to say this but miguel almiron ate our lunch it was incredible <laughs> i mean he was just rolling around making plays it great game i don't know why they can't get that done on the road i don't know if it's just that lack of energy that they have at mercedes-benz right now um you know i don't know the fans of uh, this past weekend were excited to finally be able to see a ring in a sta- falcon stadium so i mean that was great for them oh. Uh, <laughs> Mike always just gets these little cuts in every time. <laughs> get, get, you know, uh, well, you know, I, I got to get it. You know, we'll talk about it the Portland, but I mean, I'm always going against the Atlanta fan bases. You know, the, but anyway, um, LA Galaxy's defense has been the problem, um, but it's whether their defense is good enough to overcome Atlanta's bad road offensive form. Uh, I think there's goals. I think this is like a 1-1-2-2 draw, maybe more like 2-2. Atlanta's defense has been a little bit better now that LGB, LGP is back. Uh, he, he played well last uh, last Sunday too. Um, I think your probably best bet is uh, Zlatan from this game. Uh, as much as I would like to recommend Atlanta players, consistently they haven't been as good on the road. Uh, I think Joseph Martinez hasn't scored on the road since that first game in Minnesota last year, um, at, especially with the cast. I don't know if that's going to change. Almiron is night and day when he goes on the road. So even though I think they'll probably find some success, I don't know if you can depend upon it consistently enough for fantasy with so many other options. So 2-2, two, two, generally stay away with this unless you want Zlatan uh, forward. Right. Tim, Seattle versus Minnesota. Minnesota on the road is uh, is always a fun time to just play as many attackers from the other team as you can. I got to say, um, you know, between – other than that one weird win they had in, or in Orlando when they Orlando kind of was still figuring their stuff out, I mean, it, it has not been pretty for them. So I'm big on Nico Ladero this week. And you know what? Will, Will Bruin, have at it. Let's go. <laughs> I'm on. I'm on board, Reed. I'm on board the Will Bruin bandwagon. Um, maybe Stefan Fry too on the back line. That's pretty much it for my fantasy picks this week. I, I don't. I can't go with anybody from Minnesota. But I. Yeah, I have a fiduciary duty to all the <laughs> listeners out there. Can I recommend a Minnesota guy? I'm thinking another big win. Hey, why not? One more time. Three nothing. <laughs> Seattle. Let's go. All right, Tim Shaw, the fantasy fiduciary. 
That's right. <laughs> get that Alliteration aside. <laughs> All right, Mike can take us home with Portland versus your New York City FC. Well, uh, Portland fans were mad at me last week because they said that I hated their team, and I told them that they didn't. Um, but now I realize, you know what? You know, between Portland playing uh, my Pelicans, the NBA playoffs, and now New York City playing Portland, you know what? I do, I do hate your team. I hate, I hate <laughs> your city. I hate your team. I hate your fans. I hate everything about you. Uh, Seattle is much better than you. Um, I don't really know what else to insult Portland Indians with. Um, but yeah, so I no, I, I, I don't hate Portland, but uh, I do think this is a good matchup for New York City. Uh, I don't think they've scored less than two goals in any of their games this year. Uh, Portland's defense has been questionable at best. They were lucky to get out of um, their first match of the season uh, with, a, with a win. Uh, you know, Quintero was making a lot of goals. That own goal that they scored, I don't remember if it was Vitas or, or who it was for Portland, was hilariously bad. Um, yeah, I, I think this could be a 2-2 draw, maybe a New York City win. Um, I, I would stay away from this game outside of Valeri for Portland. Um, if anything, I would maybe consider New York City attackers just because Portland's defense has been that bad. And New York City is one of the few teams that doesn't seem to be affected by uh, road form. So, uh, yeah, I mean, all all, all offense uh, on this one, I wouldn't take any of your defenders uh Unless you know you're kind of subbing in um, like some New York defenders as part of a transfer room, uh, I think that would probably be about it. But uh, yeah, like two, let's we'll say two two or two one uh, New York City win. All right. Well, thank you so much, guys, for those uh, game breakdowns there. Now let's move on to the chalkboard. Uh, Tim keepers, who do you like? Well, before I get into my keepers, I just want to make a quick point here uh, with Mike's little. Uh, well, not little, but you know, Mike's. The way he started that last one, he was like, I hate you, I hate you, I hate your guts. It sounded like <laughs> Silky Johnston from uh, the the Chappelle Show Player Haters Ball. <clears throat> if you haven't seen it yet, go watch it on YouTube. It's absolutely hilarious. But that was that was just fantastic, and I think that should be on the uh, the intro next week. Um, <laughs> anyway. It's, it's not often me. that when I say something, people are like, "Oh, that reminds me of the Chappelle Show." You know, <laughs> hey man, it's it was it was perfect. I loved it. Um, so my keepers this week, right now on my roster, are Jimmy Moore and Luis Robles. Um, we'll see if that changes, but I'm feeling pretty confident with those two right now. Mike, uh, right now I have Mealy and Sites. I mean, Mealy I think is a good one because he has the first game, um, and then you know it's one and done if if he gets it. But uh, that's what I got right now. Mm, I like that attitude. Uh, I've got Robles right now as uh, as my keeper, so I, I'm liking that that chance there, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. I, I mean, I think Robles is a great clean sheet shot. I mean, no, no doubt about it. It's pretty much just the timing that I don't have him in right now. Oh yeah. No, no. Like I, I like Robles a chance, but I like your ideas with that keeper with that option for the early game. Cause I think that does help a lot of people work out. And I mean, in the long run, uh, you're not looking at a lot of difference between the top tier keepers as well. So uh, if that gets you some money to free up and do <clears throat> some of the bigger offensive yeah. players this round, I think that's totally worth it. And I mean, part of your choice of the keeper, you know, if you don't do Amelia is whether you want to do sites in Houston or Robles, because they they start pretty much the same time. I think it's like a half hour afterwards. So that's pretty much one of the main decisions you have to make this week. Yeah. And there's you're a, looking there's at a- 7 million for Robles or 5.6 for sites. Right. Yeah. And I will say there's a lot of value in, uh, you know, getting guys on the Friday night and, you know, throwing them on your bench. And, you know, let's say you go out and watch Super Troopers premiere on, you know, 
420. And then all of a sudden you're waking up at 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Oh, my God, what happened? Uh, you know what? You didn't mess up your lineup because all those three guys are just going to have amazing returns. It's going to be great, guys. It's going to be fine. <laughs> all right. Well, Tim, uh, well, you already gave me your picks. Mike, defenders. All right. Um, I have a Lawrence. Uh, I have Opara. And then as part of this uh, Otteru, I have Cannon and Zussi. Oh. Hey, Tim, now your defenders. Guys, uh, I got to admit, it's a little insane right now. Like when you have a team value of 126, like it's it's bonkers <laughs> because I have every single lineup spot filled and I don't have any switcheroo plugs in yet. I'm going to get them in there, but I'm just, this actually helps for my fantasy picks. So I'm able to give a full five defenders, full five midfielders, full three forwards. So my defenders are Philippe Senderos. I've got Kamar Lawrence. I've got Rito Ziegler. I've got Graham Zussi and Reggie Cannon on my back line right now. All right. Well, I've actually struggled with exactly the players I do want. Uh, right now, I've got Lawrence, Beasley, and Zussi. So um, we'll see. Up for, up for potential changes, but those are the three I got right now. Uh, moving on, midfielders, Tim. Who's your expensive midfield? I'm a big Tomas Martinez guy this week. Uh, you know, he finally got a full workload last round, and I think we're going to start to see him playing the full 90 or at least close to it real soon. Um, so I've got him, I've got Kaku, and then I've got Moro Diaz, Nico Ladero, Diego Valeri, and also uh, on the back burner on the watch list here, I've got Sasha Kleshin and Ja'Cory Hayes, just in case I need to save money, which I think I went a little <laughs> too overboard with the uh, team value picks for the first few rounds. Perhaps. Mike? Uh, yeah, we're pretty similar. Uh, I have Martinez, Ladero, Kaku, and Diaz, um, and then I just have, you know, a DC midfielder as part of the auto roof, so. Yep. Uh, I'm I'm kind of similar myself. I have Kaku. I have Martinez. I have Question already. Um, I've got Diaz on my bench for a switcheroo, and then I'm debating between Valeri or Ladero uh, myself with that one. So I've got I've got the budget right there. Um, we'll have even more if if the keeperoo works out. But um, I've got that's the my choice I'm looking at right now. Tim forwards. The one and only Bradley Wright Phillips. I've also got Dom Dwyer up there. Loving him this week. And uh, Moro Minotas as well. He uh, he may be one of my switcheroo plugs. Mike. Uh, Elise and Brad and uh, Minotas. <laughs> uh, similar. I've got uh, Elise and uh, Bradley Wright Phillips. And currently I have uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic on my... Uh, bench as part of my auto route with Diaz. So um, I don't know, might go Minotas, might, might roll the dice on Zlatan, see what, uh, what he does, but I had the money. Captains, Mike. Uh, I think it's Elise. Him. I'm going Valeri this week, although may switch over to Ladero. One of those two. I have not decided. I, I can't really decide <laughs> just yet on on who I want, uh, but it's coming down for me uh, between either Elise or Brad, actually. Um, oh, Brad. Like, well, you know, you're talking about Brad getting a, a brace or, or a hat trick, and and uh, Chicago's been, been hurting at the back. So, I mean, I think 
I, I do agree. I think New York's got some chances to put some goals up right right there this game. Um, but if Toronto rolls out USL, then um, that's that's tempting. But I don't know. I may go with a midfielder in the end. Like I said at the top of the show, I've been having some rough times with uh, with forwards, and the midfielders give you better options for bonus points. So we'll see. We'll see. There'll be a poll over at r slash fantasy MLS where everybody else can chime in on their thoughts for captain. So look at that to get posted in the next couple of days. Clean sheet chances, Tim. Uh, I like Sporting KC. I like the Red Bulls. I like Houston, but a little less. I feel like this lineup of kids might just come out and try and shock the world. So we'll see. But I'm a big Red Bulls and SKC guy. And Dallas as well. Mike? Same. And, uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty much the same right there. I, I like the Red Bulls best um, after that. Uh, Houston and Sporting Kansas City, but I'm really looking more for those guys who are going to raise in price or have the offensive potential than really I am with a clean sheet. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for those chalkboard picks and breaking those games down. I hope that everyone listening found that helpful uh, for the debating and uh, just choices you're going to be making for your picks as we get into Friday before the game starts. Moving on to our league updates in the community time, uh, the host head-to-head league. Some fun games this round. Uh, our buddy Mito from Fantasy Football 24-7 had a draw with Andrew Wiebe thanks to uh, an advantageous late point correction for him. Uh, so, Mike, what was your line you said about this? Uh, that Wiebe has uh, less W's in our league than he does in his name. That's right. So still more W's in his name. Uh, but glad fact, to see his Wiebe. name is passing out L's. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to say you know do the else thing you know <laughs> I get the that's because he's got so many he's he's trying to pass them out because yeah. he's got so many to get rid of them uh but no it was great to see him make some transfers this week and get over 100 points so good job good job andrew uh <laughs> sorry that was like really kind of <laughs> we, are, we are actually really happy that you're in our league it um, is savage monday i love it <laughs> Dude, it was nice. It was nice he made some transfers and he tried you get a gold star <laughs> no, we are actually very you happy try. that you participate in our league and and are willing to uh sit through our playful banter um ben bear won his game good job um tim you had a narrow loss to catnip junkies yeah nemanja nikolic really really screwed me over this week i gotta say <laughs> him and kai kamara but you know what i was on vacation with my beautiful girlfriend and it was just uh uh, I think it was worth it. I think worth it was worth it. Although totally. I am now one space, I'm second place behind Mike, which you know is uh, it's it, it's it's tough pill to swallow. Gotta say, <laughs> after starting off the season so hot. Of course, big props to our good buddy Older Goaler, who runs the community team for uh, MLS Fantasy Boss. Got the highest points of everybody this round with 141, so definitely won his game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, a solid win over our buddy Hicks from the show league. Yeah, and uh, so, somehow I'm undefeated, so uh, I'm sure I will be crashing down to earth very, very shortly. <laughs> <laughs> Karma's going to hit Mike anytime now. And then, Although I have, it has been like a bunch of narrow wins, so I don't know hey. if that means like I've gotten past my karma or if karma is coming. Probably that that just reminds coming. me of Colorado's meme they posted after they beat Toronto with with the the Orange County Chopper guys being like, "We won," and they're like they trotted out a. <laughs> A scrub team. It's like a W's a W. Look at the scoreboard. <laughs> uh, a win is a win. Hey, karma's a chameleon, you know. 
Yeah. And speaking of winning, I beat Blaine this round pretty solidly, 134 to 116. So uh, Blaine's feeling a little bit under the weather tonight. Maybe it's because of that loss, but uh, uh, I don't know. But we hope he feels better very soon. Did you guys know that you're playing each other this week? I just saw that. I was like, who am I playing next week? Let's see what this <laughs> karma. Oh, crap, it's Reed. Well, I guess we have to have GIF Wars this weekend. Yes. It's my favorite yes. week. <laughs> uh, and of course, everything is heating up in the Patreon League as well. Alex Rosheim is still in first place, but only by two points. So uh, keep that heat going, guys. You patrons are, are tearing it up. We hope that our tips are helping you out with that as well. Uh, that's all that we have for the show tonight, everyone. Now it's time for plugs. Tim. Yeah, you can check me out at Soccer Captains on Twitter or over at SoccerCaptains.com. And just a, I mentioned her before, but a quick shout out to my beautiful girlfriend, Kelly, who uh, put, put up with me all week. We had a lovely week down in Aruba and has been patiently sitting here uh, in the room with me while I do the uh, do the podcast today. So uh, thanks, Kel. Yeah, shout out to <laughs> Kelly. She she's the real MVP this week. She really she is the real MVP. Even reminded me. Oh, aren't the Red Bulls coming on? And I had to you know make a quick lineup change. So, hell yeah, <laughs> Mike, that's my girl. Um, instead of doing a MLS lineup news or MLS injury news, I'm gonna do some uh, kind of a general shout out to some things that have made me really happy, which is more media coverage of fantasy generally. First of all, from the league, uh, I don't know if anyone has noticed. But uh, MLS has started a Periscope that happens um, usually on Tuesdays and Fridays. Uh, it's been had Bobby Bobby Warshaw, Matt Doyle. Uh, obviously, it's not the most in-depth of fantasy, but it's still a lot of fun. You can still learn something from it. Uh, it's really good banter between them because they're kind of a little bit more laid back than they are on Extra Time Radio or something like that. Uh, so it's a really good listen. Uh, and also, this week, we had something which I've never seen before. I think it's the first time it's happened, which was a local rate of local broadcast of an MLS team mentioned fantasy. So shout out to Ian Paul Joy of New York City of Yes uh, Network. He does a Ooh. bunch of other soccer coverage. Uh, he, he was like, yeah, Captain uh, Maxi Morales, and that worked out. So to Ian, uh, I'm glad your Captain Morales worked out, and I uh, hope your fantasy team does well this year. All right. You know, I actually saw a uh... – a plug for fantasy when I was at the movies watching Ready Player One this weekend, but it was for like Cinemark Fantasy, where it was picking your movie lineup each each what? week, um, which I guess is just going on the box office. So that was the one time I was sitting in the movie theater and I thought it's gone too far. <laughs> Fantasy's gone too far. So there's that. Uh, no, of oh, course, no Skyler, that D, all of a sudden you'll have daily movie fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> DraftKings draft for the movie box office. <laughs> never know. Is this international or just domestic? Tell me. I have to know. Um, oh, as for me, you can catch all the articles that pop up over at MLSFantasyBoss.com. I already have my form and difficulty charts posted. ELL, ELO is coming later on the week. And you can check out the writing I do over at MLSSoccer.com in the fantasy section. I pop up on Sirius XM every now and then with uh, Jason Davis, usually on Fridays to, to chat about fantasy. And for those of you who have stayed with us through the end of the show, have a very special video dropping tomorrow. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, uh, during that little Facebook Live Periscope video that Ben was doing last week at MLS, they mentioned Fantasy Boss and Bobby Warshaw lost his mind when he found out about the switcheroo and the transfer and what that was. And he thought Ben was keeping it a secret. Well, he mentioned Fantasy Boss. And so I've made a special video breaking it all down. What is the transferoo? What is the keeperoo? 
what is the Otteru? If you listen to this show, you probably already know, but please do me a favor. And when that video gets posted tomorrow, share it, link it, spread the word so that we can help other people know how they can maximize their fantasy points. Unless maybe you get a head to head with him this week, then do it next week. But um, I hope everyone appreciates it. And I want to get the feedback. If you like the videos, we'll try to do more of them. So thank you so much for listening tonight and good luck.